The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast. Six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock here in Las Vegas. Action-packed hour for you this Wednesday. It's the Wednesday before the Sweet 16. And we've got Brad Powers, one of the pros. He's got all the college knowledge. Steve Fezzik, NBA expert. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. And also, NFL pass interference. I'm going to be interested to hear the roundtable's thoughts. But you can't have pros without Joe's. He's Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, we start here on Straight Out of Vegas in the NFL, where yesterday owners passed a rule that would allow offensive and defensive pass interference, including non-calls to be reviewed. Coaches can challenge those up to two minutes left in each half. In the final two minutes of each half, the booth has to review it. So RJ, what does Vegas make of the big change in the NFL? Well, listen, we can look at this as two, from two perspectives. One as fans, one as professional batters. Now, I think a lot of talk shows, the fan perspective is being shared. So let's do it from a batter's perspective. Fez, only two-time Super Contest champion. That's an NFL contest. Did it back-to-back just to show off. What are your thoughts as a batter? I am estimating that the average scores in the NFL, RJ, are going to go up one half to one point just from this rules change. One half 
to one point. So from 0.5 points to one point. Correct. Okay. Interesting. And the reason is that most of the overturns are going to be... Maybe we... Listen... I don't know, Jonas. We do we want to stop and do like a breaking news alert and jump into all the iHeart? Do we have the ability to do that? Like, what, like imagine it's like okay, uh, Rush Limbaugh's off the air for just one minute. We've got a report. We quantified the rules change. It could be a half a point per game more scoring. Now back to your regular programming. It, it just depends what, who's got the best news voice on the show. I think Brad does. So I think yeah. If Brad so I mean, but up. we could do that yes. if we wanted to. Yes. All right. What do you think? You think it's warranted? <laughs> um, half point to a point, probably not. Uh, I'm going to go. All right. All right. Continue, Fed. Let me make my case. Most. Oh, yes. Defend that wild proposition. All right. Most of the overturns, in my opinion, are going to be missed pass interference on the defense calls. There's going to be three situations. Contact just before the ball arrives. So often that contact does occur on the receiver right before the ball, but the refs don't call it because it's a split-second decision. That would be like the Saints-Rams would be an egregious example of that where the contact was well before the ball arrived. Also, underthrown balls. I see this all the time, RJ, where the quarterback throws a duck out there and the safety runs into the receiver, but the ref, he just doesn't throw the flag because it's like, oh, it's such a horrible pass, even though by the letter of the law, it is pass interference. And the third case, Hail Mary's. Frankly, you see muggings on Hail Mary's. It's a scrum, and so often the defense just moves the offensive player out of the way, and the refs, they hate to throw a flag on the last play of the game. And so, the omission of the flags in all those cases is going to go in favor of the offense. Yeah, I, I think the pass interference is the one that really jumps out. And in a weird way, it contradicts Colin's theory about calling games differently late. So just this week, Colin was saying it makes sense in the NBA, in the NFL, the ref swallow the whistle that, hey, things get tough late. But is that supposed to apply to replay also? So there's some play that, I mean, because now th that's the thing about getting objective. If you're getting pure mathematically based, purely did something happen or not, there is no subjectivity. There is no, well, it's late. It is a Hail Mary. So when you see that replay where someone's getting pushed, I don't think the replay official can apply these differentiated rules. They're going to say, oh, that's pass interference. By the letter of the law. Yep. So to me, the conflict here, and we can sit and complain about length of game. We can talk about computers taking over, getting scared, you know, a 2001 style. But really, to me, I think the idea that whatever subjectivity there is, and I'm not a big fan of there being subjectivity. I think games should be called the same the whole game myself. I don't know if I'm in the minority. Where are you at with that, Brad? Mm. I think they should be. It depends. What are the stakes? Regular season game? Or are you talking uh, compared well, to Well, that like, seems playoff. even crazier. So you're going to call certain games <laughs> differently at different points? Like you need a matrix to decide how to call a game? I I mean, I'd rather have the, the refs kind of uh, an important game swallow the whistle. I mean, we saw an NCAA. They swallow the whistle the whole game. True. I mean, it's, it's like, let's decide when we want the, what's a foul and what's not. I mean, imagine teaching. how. First of all, how do refs learn anything? Right? They go to ref school, yep. right? And do the, does someone sit up there and say, 
Well, four plus four equals eight. Okay, that makes sense. And then, but they could say, all right, four plus four equals eight, unless it's on national TV. Then it equals 8.5. Unless it's on national TV and a playoff game, then it equals nine. And oh, by the way, if it's the deciding game of a seven game series, it equals 10. I mean, how crazy would that be? How would they explain to the refs? Like, we're letting these refs decide for, by, in a weird way, by not having objective standards, we're letting every ref decide for himself. Should we call it different late? Call it, and, and I think we've seen in the NBA some of these refs got a God complex. So I kind of like that this would almost force us to move towards more objectivity, but that seems to run a, a counter to what a lot of people like Colin want, which is swallow the whistle late. Jonas, as a fan, what do you want from the officials, do you want the same call, consistent calling throughout the game? Consistent and get it right. That's all I care about. Because to, and when people make the argument, well, in big games, we swallow the whistle. Well, bi- their big games are all across the board in the NFL because at every single moment, somebody's job is on the line, somebody's career is on the line. And so to just say, well, now, nah, but later in the year, those games mean more and some guy gets screwed because there's a pass interference, it's not called, it doesn't make any sense to me. Make it the same way all the way through and no matter what it takes, just get it right so that we know what the what the final score is going to be and we know that we're on the up and up. Now that's the Jonas I hear on the weekends. This is so f***ing good. Alright. <laughs> A little passion there, baby. And I agree. Get it right. Let's give objective measures. And I'll tell you this. Here's the part I hate the most about it. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas recapping the Vegas reaction to the pass interference addition to reviewable calls. Here's what I hate most. What's been the other conversation about pass interference? The idea that, oh, let's make it a 15-yard penalty, penalty, like in college, meaning the stakes on the call not being 40 or 50 yards, the stakes are 15 yards. Now what you're doing is taking a call that is the highest stakes call and yeah, I get in theory you're getting it right more, but but the, it's not always going to be obvious. I mean, we've seen a lot of replays that aren't obvious either. Mm. So now there's just why not just take the pass interference and make it 15 yards and accept the fact that if you get it wrong, because now it's like a holding penalty, right? You don't we don't review those yet. Yep. So, and I get the whole idea, and and listen, we went a long time when there was intentional running into the kicker and incidental. Now, if someone comes waving like we used to in high school, trying to stop someone from the catch, yeah, say intentional pass interference, spot of the foul, fine. And if it's incidental, which a vast majority will be, it's 15 yards. Even with the replay, doesn't that sound like the better solution? And I would also think that when people complain about how it's going to lengthen games and it's going to take too long and games are going to drag on, coaches only have two challenges. That has not changed. And to me, if anything, it's going to speed the game up early on because they're going to pocket one of those challenges just in case there's a pass interference that they can cash in on later in the game. I just think it's better for the sport. I really do. I think that's a good point, too. But see, that's what confuses me. So the rule is you get one, you get two. If you're right about both, you get a third. If you're right about the first three, what happens? I, From my understanding, it's only you get two. There is you, no, get th- you get three. Okay. You get three. If you're right about the first two, you get a bonus one. Okay. You are and correct. if you're right about the third one... You're, you're out of luck. You don't get a fourth so, so I, It's like I say, Brad, you're wrong. 
RJ's right. Brad, you're wrong. RJ's right. Brad, you're wrong. RJ's right. Hey, guys, I think Brad's wrong. Can't say anything about it. <laughs> I mean, that seems insane. It's almost like the game. So we're, we're acting like the fidelity of the calls matter that much, except if they get a fourth one in a row wrong, and then it's okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, here's what I know. Sometimes it's at the dentist. Sometimes it's at the dermatologist. There's a lot of things on the human body. If you look really close at them, like if you look at your teeth and, and they're like magnified times 80, it's like, oh my God, my teeth look horrible. Then I look at my teeth in pictures, like, hey, they look pretty good. You know, distance is not a bad thing. Let's think about how many games, how much history would have changed if we were sitting here trying to get every call right no matter what the consequence. Meaning I get the refs on the field trying to get every call right, but what's the next move? Do we potentially have, because I bet we have the technology now where there's a red light that goes off if someone's past the line of scrimmage, like the defense lines up, you put a laser beam across the line of scrimmage, Mm -hmm. and now we're going to have that happen, right? I mean, imagine as technology increases, it almost feels like, we're fighting. This could be like a big metaphysical hour show by itself. Is how much randomness are we willing to accept in our lives? As gamblers, we realize we can do everything right and still lose. And you can do everything wrong and still win. And it feels like the NFL is trying to take the randomness out of it. And, and, and I think in general, if you said, oh, they're trying to get the right answer, how problematic is that? I'd say, well, by itself, it's not problematic. But boy, oh boy, it feels like that we're talking about going from, you know, uh, we've decreased the randomness a little bit, but there's still, like, how many hold and call? I mean, do we we put a camera on every, like, under this theory, I guess, let's do the slippery slope. Why not have a camera on every player? And, and there's a ref back in Jersey. I mean, how much does this cost? It's a billion-dollar league that is watching every player. Each All you're, he's doing is watching the left tackle of Team A. That's it. Right? So for every player on the field, 22 at a time, there's 22 officials with a uh, camera zoomed in. Wouldn't we get all the right calls? Yeah, we yeah. get we get a whole lot more penalties also. And you, know, and you could say, well, then people should adjust to it, and that's the truth of the game. I don't know. In a weird way, I'm a technological person. In another weird way, I kind of accept it's the breaks of the game. But, you know, maybe it's part of me is as a Steeler fan, I remember that I was just a kid, but that Houston uh, oh. <laughs> way back with, uh, was it Remfer? I can't remember. But apparently there was a pass interference call that was missed. And the Steelers almost lost before they made a Super Bowl. And, and, and it's like... Now, I get it. Just because I'm a Steeler fan, I should say, well, that, mean, that means we should not have penalties called from the booth. It feels like we're on a fool's errand, might be the way to say it. Whereas we're trying to move towards perfection, and we're never going to get there. And we're in the cost of taking a tiny step towards perfection is too expensive. And I don't mean financially. I mean with all of the rigmarole that it's going to require. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a moment, we will take a look ahead at the Major League Baseball season, which gets going on Thursday. And each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on The Strip. 78 degrees, and the neon is 
coursing. So, RJ, the Major League Baseball season technically opened up last week. You had the Mariners and the A's play a two-game set in Tokyo, but the real opening of day... Yeah, of course. And, and everybody paid attention to that during the tournament. Absolutely. But the real opening day in Major League Baseball gets going on Thursday. So, what does Vegas make of the 2019 season? Well, I tell you, one of the best tips I could give if you're trying to be a little more savvy about how to use Vegas numbers. Don't look at the title odds. Look at the season over under win totals. So title odds, that's usually a Chicago Cubs fan. He's here for the March Madness. 20 bucks, puts it in his pocket. He's shown it when he's eating his deep dish with all his buddies. Nothing wrong with that. But it's a very uh, recreational betting pool. Over under win totals out of all the games in the regular season, how many you're going to win? That's more professionals. That's where Fezzik's vulturing around trying to pick at people's bones. So let's look at those win totals, which is a sharper number. And we're going to project out for you the best teams and what, who's going to be the division winners. Brad Powers is going to help me here. So Yankees are tied with the Astros, expected to have the most wins. At 96 and a half. So that means the Yankees. American League East champs, RJ. All right. Makes sense. Astros. American League Central champs. Now here's where the divisions <laughs> come in. The third best team in baseball, according to win totals, according to Vegas, the Boston Red Sox. But what's going to happen to Boston? <laughs> even the, the defending World Series champs, wild card, even though they had the third highest season win total in all of baseball, wild card for the Red Sox. All right, next up, Dodgers, 93 and a half wins. NL West for the Dodgers. Indians, 90 and a half wins. AL Central for the Indians. Phillies, the Phillies, mm. 89 and a half. NL East champ, Phillies. Imagine the Phillies, the NL East champ. Next up. I think Sports Illustrated is picking them to win it all. The Nationals, 89 wins. Wild card for the Nats. Okay. The Cubs, a lot of fans out there, deep dish fans, 88 and a half wins. NL Central for the Cubs. So, oh, they got that. Now, <laughs> this gets fascinating. St. Louis Cardinals. Wild card. All right. That makes sense. Now, check this out. Next up, I won't even give the win total. I'm just going to go in order. Milwaukee. No what? dice. Milwaukee nothing. doesn't make the playoffs. No, nothing. Remember, guys, we got one playoff left. The, the wild card in the American League. Braves. No playoffs. Mets. Nope. Rockies. Nope. Tampa Bay Rays. Wild card. So think about that. The Rays are projected to win 84 and a half games, and they are projected to get the wild card in the one of them in the American League. The Red Sox are projected to win 94 and a half games. So 10 more, and they're also projected to be a wild card team. Observations, Fez. Well, what's interesting to me is the lack of parity in the American League. Basically, there's four teams, RJ, that have a really, really good chance already to make the playoffs. And the one question is who's going to get the wild card, right? The second wild card. Well, I think, listen, as much as Vegas is good with the odds, there's a lot of questions. We have teams that overperform, underperform drastically. But I think the projections rightfully are that the Blue Bloods, Yankees and, and Red Sox and Dodgers are all, all looking to make the playoffs and be amongst the five best teams. Now, 
we've got some history here. Our RJ Bell straight out of Vegas talking about the season win total odds in Major League Baseball as we approach the real opening day, Baltimore. I don't know about tanking in baseball, <laughs> but objectively, Baltimore, historically bad. Yeah, Baltimore's season win number 58 and a half. Think about this, RJ. If you're a baseball team and you lose 100 games, that's a horrible season. Well, you're winning 62 games then. Baltimore season win number as low as I've ever seen, 58 and a half. So in all the time you've been batting baseball, this year's Baltimore team is supposed to be the worst team ever. Exactly. Wow. I mean, hey, how do we do better than that, Jones? Uh, you don't, and you don't bet on Baltimore if you're expecting uh, to win a lot of money. Well, but that's the catch-22, right? <laughs> Usually betting on those horrible teams, <laughs> no one wants to do it, so there's value. All I can tell you is this. If you gave me two choices, let's use the NFL, for example, and said, use ESPN's media rankings, 1 to 32, and you have two choices, Jonas. One is bet on the number one team every week, bet against the number 32 team. That's option A. Or vice versa, bet against number one, bet on number 32. I would love option B so much more because people always think teams that are good are better than they are and teams that are bad are worse than they are. I oh, I agree with you, RJ, but Baltimore last year was so bad, <laughs> even worse than the market. If you bet 100 bucks on Baltimore every game, you would have lost $5,000. The <laughs> Orioles last year won 47 games, RJ, one of the three worst teams in the history of baseball since 1900. Well, if anything, then that means that they're even less attractive now. <laughs> There's even more value now. Now, listen... There's certain bets that it's almost like a badge of honor. Are you willing to bet Baltimore means you're a real wise guy? (laughs) I'm not saying I'm necessarily betting Baltimore. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up at 8 Eastern time, tipping off a little over an hour from now on ESPN. It is the Pacers at the Thunder. Oklahoma City is a six and a half point favorite on pregame.com. And we have Steve Fezzik with us. You probably know about him, NBA expert. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the world. All right, show us your stuff. All right, I lean to Oklahoma City here, RJ, and it's all about motivation. Amazingly, Oklahoma City has fallen in the current standings to the number seven team in the West. That is a major problem because they might have to play Golden State in the first round. Golden State might be the two seed. So think about this. You're so who's the one that's going to take over the West? Denver and Golden State are tied right now. So think about your Oklahoma City. Oh my gosh, if we go to the playoffs as the seven seed, we might have to play against the Warriors. If ever there's a team that should be motivated, it's Oklahoma City. They're only one game out of the five seed. They should bring maximum motivation. How far are they from not making the playoffs? Oh, They're a lock to make the playoffs. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting. And just a lean though. Only a lean because Oklahoma City has been struggling, RJ. One in five straight up and against the spread. Their last six games of Westbrook. Usually teams getting a lot of points, you know, getting value or struggling. Yeah, Westbrook is playing poorly. A team not going to the playoffs is the LA Lakers. They are in Utah to take on the Jazz and Utah is a 15 and a half point favorite. Now this is a big TV game, right? Which station is this on? It's on ESPN. Oh my gosh. And it's the Lakers? Yeah. Alright, so Faz, you, you leaned on the first game you got to have a monster pick on this one. I am passing this one completely. What? <laughs> what do you think of that, Brad? Oh, wow. All right, here's what we're going to do. CEO call. I know you do big bets on Major League Baseball win totals. Takes off the rubber band. I'm going to force you, and, I, and by fiat, I'm, I'm able to do that, to give us one of your best Major League Baseball win totals 
instead of your pass on the big NBA game. Sounds good. I love the Cubs to go under 87.5 wins, RJ. The Cubs did nothing during the offseason to get any better. And look at their strength of schedule in division. So many upgrades. Milwaukee got better. They picked up Grandal. He's worth like three wins. St. Louis signed Goldschmidt. He's going to be the bedrock of the middle of their order. And the Reds picked up four key additions. The Reds were horrible last year. So whenever the Cubs played the Reds, they beat up on them. Now they've got tough games against the Reds. Strength of schedule so much harder. Cubs aren't any better. Cubs are going to go under 87 and a half. Is that the number 87 and a half? Yeah, it dropped from 88 and a half. Sharp Money's been on the Cubs under, and I wanted to give out a number that everyone could get. All right. That's a, uh, hey, Liz, you're a very generous fellow. <laughs> let me ask you this. Most your handicap wasn't about the Cubs. It was about the rest of the division. Very smart, I think. How would you compare the importance when it comes to total wins in baseball versus, let's say, the NFL? So in the NFL, six of your 16 games are against interdivisional competition. How's that ratio in baseball? How much? How do you weight it? Yeah, so you got to play 19 times against your opponent, so it's comparable. You know, you, you don't play half your games within division, but uh, in the NFL you play six division games. In baseball, it might even be worth a little bit more playing all those 19 games against your four division opponents. So it's not just how good is the team; it's how difficult is their path. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Fezzik's best bet under Cubs. Season win total. He was forced to give that baby. Bradley, I'm in a dictatorial mood, <laughs> right? I think that's okay to say. I'm gonna, you've got a best bet tonight in the NIT. You were trying to hold it back. Give it up. Yeah, I'm gonna give out best bet Texas minus five against Colorado. And I think right now Colorado is overvalued in the marketplace. Why? Colorado's gotten a dream draw so far in the NIT. They got a Dayton team that was on short rest and traveling and playing at eleven o'clock their time for a tip time. And then Colorado got a Norfolk State team in the second round that was off the biggest upset in the history of the NIT. And Colorado Really good home team. In fact, Ken Baum has Colorado as the best home team in college basketball. But this is Colorado's first true road game since February 23rd. And how does Colorado do on the road? Because they're so good at home. On the road the last three years, Colorado, every single road game, only covering 28% of the time. All right, so this is a good example of what we're talking about. Let's make sure we understand. Because they are so good at home... You lose on the road. I don't because get they get they're so good. They overperform expectations at home, RJ. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they get overvalued when they go on the road. So they have an unnatural advantage at home. So imagine a situation where the hoop was. Uh, let's say that that there was a home arena in basketball that somehow, some way, they were able to make their hoop bigger than the opponents. Now imagine you would win a lot of those games. I know you switch at halftime and all that, but imagine if they switched the hoops somehow. Now, when they went on the road, you would say this team isn't as good as their numbers because they have that, that unnatural advantage at home. You're saying the altitude acts yep. as that. Absolutely. That's the unnatural advantage that Colorado has at home. Okay, and thus that plus... The situation that they haven't played on the road in more than a month here, and they played a couple of cupcakes so far in the NIT, they're overvaluing the marketplace. Therefore, value Texas best bet, minus five. All right, best bet from Brad. I tell you, oftentimes we talk about how hard it is to win, but just to give you a little bit of hope that the public perception, the overreactions happen, NBA MVP, entering last night, Giannis was a clear favorite, minus 250, Harden right behind him. 
Now, Giannis, Milwaukee wins the game. They go all the way, Giannis does, up to minus 400. So minus 250 to minus 400 off of one win. Now, I get the idea that emotionally it feels like, oh, they swept them and all that. Boy, oh, boy, that feels like a overreaction. If you think Harden might win this thing, plus 300 looks mighty juicy as the MVP. The Odd Couple is next. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.